Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Quiet. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silent Podcast, a place to everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah, and we're here to talk about We Too, a Big Brother 25. Um, we, we have a pretty fun panel, first and foremost, as usual, we got Katie in the Janelle, the official Janelle all-star costume. Katie, what's going on? How you I'm doing? I'm representing the bye-bye bitches in this costume this week. I'm excited to be here and talk about the season <laughs> for the first time. I wasn't able to make it last week, so I'm psyched to be here. All right. And then we also got Ethan, special guest. Ethan, what's going on? How's it going? This is actually the first time I've ever like been on a like a panel or like talking Ooh. about the current season Ooh. of big brother since i started so this is really exciting I, an I just, honor. i'm excited to talk about it you've been you know what if you haven't seen ethan's videos if you live under a rock make sure you check them <laughs> out um kept cranking out videos every week but um katie w- real quick where you want to tell the story of how you got the official costume from all stars what's going on do we want to tell it or do i leave it a mystery it's up to you. Let's you just leave it? it a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. If you know, you know. If, if you, you know, know, you know. Um, <laughs> but this but... is the official costume. I will say that. It's Janelle's official costume from awesome. Big Brother All-Stars. All right. Well, we're here to talk about everything that's transpired. Obviously, if you have been here throughout the week, uh, Katie and Josie have been doing live feed updates and all that fun stuff. But we're going to here to talk about uh, everything that happened last week and today we, we've gotten the iconic felicia hoh yeah. now you ain't seen nothing yet you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh we got all that stuff so um guys how do we feel before we even get into like this week's stuff like how do we feel about last week obviously crazy first impressions all that ethan like like what's going on in your mind with, with uh the season so far it's just i really do like how fluid the house is um in the sense that how often do we ever see a 
vote flip unanimously and then flip unanimously back like that that type of gameplay is something that i feel like we've been missing for a while uh and just when i okay i was gonna say everyone's bringing something to the table there's still a couple of people that i'm uh excited to see for the first time but uh outside of like some outliers this is uh, a really good cast uh three weeks in all right how about you katie yeah, I mean, I agree. I think even the outliers, I'm at least like a Bowie, for example, could make me laugh, right? Like, I just feel like she comes in, she kind of kills the mood. She's like a little bit of a womp womp, but like in a fun way. We don't hate her. She's just, it's like comical because she's, I don't know where she is. She's playing a different game. She's on summer vacation. I don't know what she's up to, but it's like funny. So it's, you know, I feel like especially in the last few seasons, we've had a lot of people that, you know, we have not been fans of on the, on the season. And like this season, I, aside from you know, someone who's no longer with us who got removed from the house. We can't really complain about this cast. So it's just been a ton of fun. The feeds have been just off the chain the entire time, like nonstop gaming and just nonstop polarity. So I'm I'm loving everything that we're getting so far. Yeah, I got to agree with you guys. Like, I mean, you know, so I haven't, I'm going to admit, I've been catching all the episodes like late okay so like i've been watching all the episodes late i've really been like a super feeds watcher this season i haven't really like paid attention too much to the episodes like when i'm when they're on my tv i'm like watching but like in the background you get what i'm saying but um you know i'm enjoying myself uh you know we had one hiccup you know when do we have a bb season where there's no hiccups but you know we move uh and yeah but um so I guess we could start talking about the nitty gritty. So first and foremost, last week uh, our HOH was Heisum, very chaotic week, obviously. Um, Heisum basically, you know, he puts up um, God, he puts up Cam, and he puts up um, Riley. Riley, thank you. I'm still getting the names together, but he puts <laughs> up Cam and Riley, um, and basically, you know, this should be an easy week for Heisum, you think? And then he kind of flips it unintentionally and kind of gets the entire house against him you know um katie how are we feeling about his hoh as a whole because i've seen some people compare it to like a frenchie or a devin or like a lot of other chaotic hohs altogether. i don't know if i would necessarily compare it to a frenchie i think frenchie was so all over the place and heisem i think in the beginning was a little more all over the place but he had a mission and he wanted to get riley out he knew what he wanted he told everybody what he wanted and he just ended up rubbing people the wrong way which again is just fun to watch because his attitude caused all of the chaos indirectly last week or i guess partially this week that we've gotten so far and ethan like you said earlier the house unanimously unanimously was going to flip the vote to keep riley then they unanimously flipped back to send Riley out. I think even heading into the vote yesterday um, on the live show, we didn't really know what we were going to get. Unfortunately, it ended up in not being really fun TV because every single person unanimously voted Riley out. So we didn't even get to see Heisem's, you know, reaction. But I think leading up to the episode, the excitement of Heisem getting blindsided by, you know, potentially Riley leaving or a few more votes on Riley than he thought to now, like, the plan being a Heisem backdoor and everybody rallying against that. Like, I just think it... It was a terrible HOH for Heisen, but it was an amazing HOH for all of us. Do you, do you feel the same way, Ethan? Like, like, is there something he could have did that could have avoided him getting targeted this week that's coming up? Oh, definitely. I mean, when you look at it on paper, um, Heisen won HOH. He put Riley and Cameron on the block, which makes sense for him, and it makes sense for, like, his allies. And he wins the veto, doesn't use it. On paper, that should be a fine week for him, but it's just how he acted towards everybody. It rubbed everyone the wrong way. Um, I don't want to say that it would have been easy for him to uh, have a cleaner week, but really all he would have had to do is uh, not be so... Like, he he tried to have, like, a hold on everything that happened last week. He didn't want any alliances to form, and if he just took a, a step back and kind of just let things play out, he would have been in a much better spot going into this week. And, and it's kind of interesting and, and kind of funny at the end of the day because, you know, his alliance basically coming in here, like Sari is really telling our people, like, look, let's like Tyson feel like he's like the head of the alliance, that he's the one running everything, he's the leader. And, you know, they succeeded with that. But, like, at the end of the day, they also got, like, 
uncomfortable or like, I don't know, they felt like some type of way that he basically was like, ah, now he feels like he's running everything. Like, we need to go humble him. We need to get him out here next week. And it's kind of wild. Like, you know, you don't expect this from Serene, but at the end of the day, we've never seen Serene on feed. So, like, you know, teach their own. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of here for cracked gameplay. You know, if you know me, I like a bad a bad strategic cast of Big Brother. In my opinion, is way more entertaining than like a super like safe cast. If anything, you get what I'm saying. So I'm here for it. You know, I kind of hope Heisman doesn't leave. We'll get more into him a little bit later. Um, but with that being said, his nominations were Cam and Riley. Um, I don't think the show really portrayed how cracked cam was in week one obviously because we know mm-hmm. we had some stuff you know taking spotlight but um cam like he had to see this coming at some point you know he was in um his his big alliance with jag's big alliance and everything basically rad them out based off of pure like paranoia um he thinks that he's riley she's right he's riley's dad for some reason he's just i think you mean crazy. daddy yeah daddy daddy <laughs> I should have quite. Oh man, I should have got a whisper <laughs> thrower. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cam. I mean, he basically survived like off of like so much luck, basically. Um, what is Cam doing, Ethan? Like, like how is he in this situation right now? I mean, I don't. It's so weird because uh, he was the one that was like spilling a lot of information, and the information. It likely would have been spilled no matter what, especially with Jared uh, being a part of that other side of the house. But I don't know. He kind of like shot himself in the foot. And then I think he just got really lucky this past week that he was able to sit and do mostly nothing and survive this vote that was about to flip on him. Um, I remember listening to the uh, just Taryn talking about how it was just one look that he gave Suri um that flipped the whole thing and if he's lucky that it only took one look because he didn't even realize at that point that uh things were turning on him so yeah he's probably not in the greatest spot right now but i mean there are still some targets out in front of him so he might be able to float a couple more weeks and then maybe he'll do something he'll find a new daughter Yeah, it's almost like weird that he's such a non-entity, right? Over the last yeah. week, he was last week was so wild. He was so close to being out of the house. He had no idea, which is actually the most surprising thing to me is that everybody in the house was ready to flip and evict Cameron. It was close to being unanimous. He had no idea. Heisem had no idea. And I just, I am shocked and I'm impressed at just like the the fact that everybody in the house could keep it a secret from those two guys because everybody else knew about it. And the only reason Heisem knows is because Suri told him at the end of the day, like she was just like, yeah, there was a plan. It's like, he would have never known if she didn't tell him, which is so wild. I don't know. It's Cameron is a weird, he's weird. I just don't, I don't understand what game he's, I mean, he's weird as a guy, but he's also weird as a player. Like, I just don't really know his end game or like where he's, I guess his, he's close to red, right? Maybe he's hoping to ride that out, but I don't know. It also is, it's strange to me because Heisen made himself such a target in front of Cameron that he's going to be okay for the next, like at least week. And who knows what's going to happen this week. And I don't even want to give him that much credit because like, I don't think him staying is even anything of his own doing. Like, you know, he almost got flipped on because of Heisem first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but even with that, like the, the decision for Riley to stay, I don't even think it has anything to do with them. I just think it's pure luck at this point. Um, now I will say, I'm very curious to see if he survives this week. Like, what's going to happen in a pressure cooker because i feel like cam's not going to give up that easily for some reason like i feel like he's going to be there for a minute um i I, i'm going to dip into like pressure cooker predictions a little bit later but um i don't know i'm this guy even though a lot of people don't like him i also don't want to see him leave yet (laughs) like he's a crack man i don't know um but katie I, i wanted to ask you so the person who ended up leaving is Riley here. Um, how do we feel about Riley's game as a whole? Because I feel like Riley's had so many chances this last week to stay. Um, Cerise basically telling her what to do. Everybody was telling Riley, this is what you need to do to save yourself. 
and she just refused to listen, you know, and I don't know, like, I can't, I, I personally can't feel bad for Riley. I feel like she had too many opportunities, but uh, what's your thoughts on it? No, I don't feel bad for Riley at all. I think she had so many opportunities to really campaign for herself and save herself. And it was so close. It was in her grasp. And I just don't feel like she had any agency at all over her own game. I feel like, you know, that first week was a little bit of a mess um, from her HOH. She was just in the room the whole week, just crying the entire time, pretty much. Cam kind of like, I feel like Cameron kept her in there and you know, I don't know, it was like some weird stuff going on and their conversations were a little uncomfy to watch. But I just feel like this week or this past week, she could have done a lot more, but she was really relying on everybody else to do things for her. And even the things that she did do, they were kind of like, she was fumbling it, right? Like she was like, oh, it's Serene and Izzy that are running this and they're doing it. And then Serene and Izzy were like, whoa, don't put our names in it. We don't want to be the heads of the house. Like we can't keep her around. It's like everything that people did for her, she undid it almost. So she was really relying more on her allies and herself. And I just, she just doesn't feel like she's cut out for the game. How do you feel about the Ethan? Do you, do you agree with Katie here? Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And to kind of add to that last point where uh, she might not just be meant for this game, there were so many times this week where she it just seemed like she wasn't getting it. Like a lot of uh, her arguments and stuff was like, oh, like I have so many of these numbers. Like, why don't you pull me in? I'm going to I'll be able to bring in everybody else. Uh, but just the fact that she had the numbers was part of the reason that people were hesitant to keep her in the game because she could just go back to them and she couldn't understand that. Um, which like in the beginning of the week, I would, you know, I see if a vote flip possibly happening, I'm so for it. Like I would love to see that by Cameron. Uh, let's save Riley. But after like three days of Riley kind of just, you know, not grasping at the right straws, it was, it made me more okay with her going home where it's like, okay, maybe Cameron does, you know, he's kind of uncomfortable to watch sometimes, but it's a little cracked <laughs> as uh, Isaiah has been saying. So it's a little bit fun to watch at times. So um, at the end of it all, Riley, she got evicted. I wasn't that upset that it happened. And I wish her the best. <laughs> it is what it, you know, Joseph said it perfectly in the chat. Um, she couldn't cross the finish line when the feeds went down. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is, but um, shameless plug here for anybody who is curious about anything with Riley, because um, I totally forgot to bring this up to the beginning, but if you have any questions you would like to ask Riley, any suggestions or anything, make sure you check us out on Patreon, because we will take your questions. We're talking to her on Monday, um, so make sure uh, you guys subscribe, comment, like, and also Join the Patreon if you have any questions for Riley or any future uh, eliminated house guests. But um, continuing on. So obviously, Riley's out of here. Um, lastly, before we actually get into like this week's stuff, um, I want to talk a little bit about the structures within the house. Um, first and foremost, uh, we have... There's so many alliances right now. I guess we can talk about the professors. I know there's like alliances within alliances within alliances over here, but like the main conglomerate is the professors here. Um, Ethan, how do we feel about Suri? Because you know, she has main character syndrome right now. How do we feel about Suri right now and her positioning within the house? I I have so much confidence in her still, even after this first week. Um, yeah, it's not the cleanest gameplay, trying to flip the whole house and then flipping it back. But she is sitting almost unscathed right now after uh, flipping the house twice, basically. And that is extremely impressive. I feel like she is just no one is targeting her, even though people are talking about how Sari is like in power, how Sari and like Sari and Felicia, like you gotta get those numbers. They're kind of uh, like in charge and they're just not going for her. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but I'm so confident. Like if she was able to get out of this last week without even like a little Nick on her, then she's going to do really, really, really well. Um, so I said this on the reality kingdom and I'm, I'm curious how you feel about this, Katie. I was saying, because the, the question that they asked was, who do we think is the correct person to eliminate between like Riley or Cam because Sari was bouncing back and forth. I personally said that I didn't think there was a correct move there. Um, and she could really do whatever she wants. Cause one so early 
Um, B, Suri's in power at the point where, like, if anyone wanted to do something, they can't really do anything about it. She has so many people around her. Um, in three, I just think that even though, you know, Suri's coming in here as, like, the 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 super strategist from, like, the traders and Survivor and everything, um, she's still a newbie. And I think that since we haven't seen someone like Suri play this game before, I feel like this is also most, like, uh, a room for evolution. Um, so I don't think that it's easy to kind of like traject how good or bad Suri's doing until like we get a couple weeks in and see like, all right, where's her standing. But um, do you think there was a correct move for Suri that week? Because, um, you know, obviously some people think that she should have kept Riley. Some people think that she shouldn't have. What do you feel? I think it's complicated and I think it depends on at what point in the week we're talking about. I think in the beginning, it probably wasn't the right move to try and flip the vote. Because I do agree with a lot of what Mimi was saying in one of her many storage room conversations with, I don't even want to say to us, she was talking to herself. This was not for us. This was for her just to vent it out. But she's right. Riley had an army of people ready to lay down on the sword for her. And she was the, like, she was kind of the, um, the, the glue, I guess, that kept that other side together. And like Jag and Riley, Jag and Blue have a good relationship. But like now Matt's kind of like floating out there without Riley. Like she really was the connective tissue. And I feel like getting rid of uh, her was the right move to start. Then once she started flipping the vote, I was like, well, you've, you've done too much now. Like you can't really go back on it. So then when they started going back on it, I was like, this is a horrible move. They're trying to get the whole house to unanimously flip. And now they're changing their mind because of a look that Cameron gave Suri. How are they going to get out of this? And I think by the luck that the rest of the players in the house are not that good, they were able to miss, she and Izzy were able to kind of miss Jag, miss Blue, miss everybody else. And they came away from it unscathed. I don't, I don't know. I think getting rid of Riley was the right move overall. I do. Um, I think it ended up also working out in their favor to not burn Hysum too early, because if you burn Hysum, then he's ready and willing to play the veto. He's gunning for it. He knows that, you know, his alliance turned against him. Now he still thinks he's good with them, even though they are all targeting him. So I think it actually ended up working out perfectly, but it had a lot of potential to go really, really, really wrong. And I think it was just pure luck that it ended up not going completely horribly for Suri. Agreed. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see with this whole new HOH, how she actually recovers from that, because my biggest fear for her, um, which she's really clean on on her other shows, is like, what if someone rats her out? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feel like especially this week, you know, we might as well get into the to this week. So real quick, um, for those who don't know, whoever's been living under uh, uh, our new HOH is Felicia. And with, with Felicia, right? You know what? No, no, round of applause for Felicia. Um, we needed that Felicia HOH desperately, but um, with that, um, you know, she's coming in with the plan that uh, she wants to backdoor Tyson, and you know, that's cool, that's awesome. Um, I'm not sure if the noms have been locked in. Do you, do you guys yes. know if, what? Who, who uh, spoiler Jack. alert. Jag and Cameron are the noms. Jag and Cameron. The feed okay. just came back a, a little while yeah. ago. All right. Well, Jag and Cameron are our noms. And, you know, that's interesting and all because right now they're not really the main targets. Right now they want to backdoor Heisen, which, okay. Like, you know, a lot of people want him out because of like things he's said or how cocky he's getting. I personally don't think it's the right move right now because he's so loyal to their side. But I also understand like the human side of like not wanting to live with somebody, you know? So my worst fear is if this guy wins veto, gets picked for veto, wins it. And then someone like Cam or Jag runs to him and tells him what happened last week. It's going to be hell. Um, but I don't know. Is this a good week for Felicia to win HOH Ethan or is this going to like completely crash and burn? Ah, uh, see, that's so tough because uh, I literally, I had just made a video talking about how important the third HOH is to win. Uh, mm. Looking all throughout the entirety of Big Brother history, there's a pattern where the player that wins the third HOH does really well. Um, and because of that, or like a reason for that is week three is typically when the house kind of finally solidifies. There's not like that getting to know you uh, atmosphere anymore and felicia winning this week i think 
would be really good, but I don't think that she should target Hysom. I, I agree that that's probably not the right move, especially like even if you're just looking at the big pillars of mm-hmm. like reasonings, he's a shield in front of you. He's really good at competitions and will win them that will and it will benefit your side. Um, and by taking him out, you're doing the dirty work for the other side. Like if a big part of this whole week two decision on who to keep uh, was based off of, oh, is Cameron going to go for Heisem? Is Riley going to go for Heisem? It seems like the other side was already going to go for Heisem. So in a way, you're also kind of doing their work for them when you could be using this to get somebody like Jag or Blue out. With that being said, Jag is on the block. Uh, I don't think that this week is by any means uh, a watch already. We're one day in. Uh, the veto hasn't been played. So I think there are so many different uh, ways that Felicia can pivot this to really benefit her. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just think that if it kind of goes all according to plan, uh, Heisem doesn't win veto, Heisem gets backdoored. It's probably not the best for her in the long term, but there is that human element that you need to factor in. How are you feeling about it, Katie? Because, you know, just to bring up Jag, uh, obviously there's a new sub-alliance, which is like, uh, someone can tell me if I'm wrong, doesn't it have like Jag, Blue, Sari, Izzy, Am I missing someone else? There's one more. They keep talking about that. a seven. I, I, I okay. haven't been fully caught up today, so I don't yeah. know who's completely part of it. But I, I don't know if it's a real seven or if it's just like for, you know, for um everybody kind of just putting that on display for now. Crossroads. Just for appearances. Crossroads. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who's actually in Crossroads. I haven't been fully caught up today. But um yeah, no, I agree, Ethan, totally with what, what you're saying. I, I also agree that it's too early for... <laughs> Heisum to be the target. I think getting him out before before jury makes sense because I think he would truly be a very bitter juror and you probably don't want him on there, especially if you're the reason for his eviction. But for now, you know, he is the only other person at this point left in the house who's won a competition. Riley's gone uh, and Felicia won this, which was a crapshoot, but no one else has won anything. So we really don't know. I mean, I guess that's a good sign, right? It means no one else is a comp beast. But once he leaves, then it kind of opens up the door for anybody to take these competitions. And then I think that's where things get dicey. Right now, at least, Hysum is loyal to the uh, the professor. So like, you may as well keep him around until... You know, I think it's, I don't know. And now I'm like second guessing everything I'm saying because it is like, you know, if he is a compiest, maybe you take this opportunity to get him out if he doesn't play veto. But I just don't think they should lock in on this target and play the rest of the week by ear and see how it goes because, like, who knows what happens in a cam HOH? Does anybody know what happens in a cam HOH? I don't know. So don't know. that would be reason for me to at least want to get him out. We already know what Heisem's going to do. He's not going to target you, Felicia. He's not going to target Suri. He's not going to target Izzy. I, I don't really know who he would target now that Riley's at Matt, probably Matt and Jag. It sounded like were the noms he was pushing. So like, yeah. let him do that work for you, get them out, and then target him when you get the opportunity. The opportunity will come, especially if he wins another HOH. Like, let's just pump the brakes a little bit and like stop drinking all like the backdoor Kool-Aid. Although I do love a backdoor. Don't get me wrong. And I think him leaving this week, if it does go through, is going to be incredible television, especially oh, if it's a blind man. side. Well, I guess it's it like, be, right? oh, my God. Like, this cast is so messy, man. Uh, like, oh, I'm so afraid of what the aftermath is after yeah. those played. If he's not, listen, if he's not picked, it's over. Like, that's literally it. It's over. Yeah. I'm going to go home. That, like, I feel like that, it, Unless they come to their senses, like he's gonna go home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's the what the hell like we're in for because imagine right after fresh after um a blind side or like let's say Heisum ends up not even going on the block, and then in a desperate attempt, like Jag or Cam go to him and tell him everything that they know. Um, we're gonna go straight into a pressure cooker and I'm I'm gonna stay optimist because um, you know, Big Brother likes to add the word twist. I don't, I don't uh-huh. know how good that's gonna be. Right. Um, hopefully the twists aren't too dire. I imagine this guy in a pressure cooker. Like that's going to be freaking. That's what I want. Okay. Like come and on. And he'll win. Heisen will win. That he will not. It lasts for his days. Finger. He's yes. not gonna let go. <laughs> and I feel like I'm starting to feel like uh, the reason Big Brother hasn't done this challenge in a long time because I'm starting to think that they just don't like staying up all night. I'm, I'm starting to get that now. Um, and that's why the word twist, like, I think they really want this to end quickly. They do not want this to be a whole night thing. Um, but 
I don't care. I need it. So if yes. I'm not going to have Felicia in the box. I'm going to need Tyson in the box. So I hope he doesn't leave. Um, but I also don't want Cam to leave. But I don't want Jag to leave either. So I think we're going to take a big L regardless this week. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I think we're about to be in for a really crazy week next uh, next challenge. But um the do funny we have thing to... is, ja- uh, uh, Heisen was on the feeds earlier saying, like, I don't want to be picked for veto. I just want a chill week. I don't even want to play. Oh and I'm like, oh, my God, stop no, Don't yeah, say that. So don't don't put word. it into the universe. Yeah. Famous last words. Man, yeah. That's horrible. Um, so, I mean, real quick, I'm shocked that we're getting the pressure cooker back. I'm very excited. I'm Like I'm saying, I'm being a little safe because they put the word twist in there. And I feel like they're going to have some scavers twist where they're like, oh, someone has to let go because of X, Y, and Z. Like, like, I just feel like Big Brother is going to find a way to mess this up. They always do. But let's just assume that the twist isn't anything crazy. Maybe it has something to do with the prizes. Maybe it's like um, the challenge where if you're the first to let go, you have to get the veto and then you can swap it for a reward mm. or something. Let's stay optimistic. Who do we think is going to win this pressure cooker out of everybody left in the cast? I'll put them on the screen for you guys, and we can have our early predictions. Um, Ethan, you could go first. Let, let me. Oh, get great. <laughs> There's no <laughs> right or wrong answers here. It's tough because, like, I, you want someone that's going to dig deep, that's going to be really gritty. And although it's, like, Heisen is the only person where if I'm looking at everybody or I'm like, I – would bet all of my money on him if I had to put it all on there. But there's a more than likely chance that Heisem is not going to be there. And then I look at everybody else. I don't like, is Izzy? Like, is she going to, like, I I, I don't know. Is she going to be standing there? Is she going to tire herself out by just having all these chaotic thoughts? Uh, Because assuming that there's no twist, this could go on for a long time. And I feel like because Izzy's mind is always going 100 miles an hour, she might exhaust herself um, mentally. But then I look at a lot of people and like, I don't know how many of these people even want to win the next HOH, especially it it won't necessarily be the easiest HOH. Uh, if Heisem goes, because then it's kind of like, if Heisem goes, he's like the consensus target. There's not the easy pick this next week. Like Heisem was the easy choice to go after this week. Not necessarily going to have that uh, opportunity next week. So we could see a lot of people throwing it, which is why I really hope Heisem stays because he'll be for everyone to keep holding on. And without Heisem, I could very easily see everyone making a deal within an hour and a half. I'm, I want to. I want to have faith in Izzy, right? But I would love for Izzy. To, I, there's nobody that so would rather hard. win at Izzy. Something's telling so me like they're going to do the thing where they open a box and a bunch of flies or oh, rotten yeah. fish or something disgusting is just going to fly open. Like I'm, just, I'm assuming like all right, let's say Suri drops first, she gets ten thousand dollars, and oh. then Bowie drops, <laughs> she gets a free car. Izzy's like, all right, I'm gonna drop. Oh, uh, you get some snakes. <laughs> yeah, you get the snake. <laughs> you get something like horrible, you know. Um, oh, so Jared I'm looking actually at the is a chat. good pick. Sorry, I was looking at the chat. Jared's Jared a, is a solid yeah. pick. I, I would, I would be um, very interested in a Jared Hoh. Um, the, the thing with him, he's kind of compromised because he's in the showman with Blue. You know, I'm, I'm very uh, iffy with what he's going to do. He's going to do what his mom wants, obviously, right? But I'm really curious what he would do. I think a lot of the house is very skeptical about him. I'm, I'm going to take the thing off the screen, but I think a lot of the house is very skeptical of Jared right now. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of people talk about how he's like playing the middle and he's very hard to read and he's being wishy-washy. So I think he could actually benefit a lot from a, from an HOH here. Um, if I, if I did have to put, a prediction on someone now. I'm either going to say someone random. Ah, no, America's not going to do that. What's the re want the HOH? Is that, is that too much? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people here. I don't know. It uh, just feels to me like it's not a good week for this comp. Like, if, if Heisen leaves, if Heisen stays, it's a great week. If Heisen yes. goes, 
there's no obvious target. Everybody's like you said, Ethan, I think a lot of people are going to throw it, which is not fun to watch for a pressure cooker. We don't we, finally this comp has been back. We've been begging yeah. for it. And now we might get a week where a lot of people throw it. That's kind of a bummer. Um, but if there's one clear target, especially if Hysam knows at some point he that he's the target or if there's information that can be shared in that glass box that will make people hold on longer, that's really what we want. So I'm kind of hoping that Hysam stays, but I could see Cameron pulling it out and and uh holding on oh maybe even a Corey. like Corey, i think will be one of the few that knows this competition and knows like the lore behind the competition so this could be like a super fan's dream Ooh, right to win pressure true. cooker so i That's i so could true. see it going to Corey, um especially if he knows how to like game it if there's a way to game it i guess like you know like make deals in there um so we'll see. I was really hoping for Felicia to be in the pressure cooker, unfortunately, <laughs> but at least we'll get her watching and giving commentary, yeah. hopefully. Um, I think the scary twist, what I'm hoping, you know, sometimes Big Brother says like, oh, it's going to be scary. And then it just has like a ghost in the background, something <laughs> stupid. Like, I don't, I'm hoping that it'll just be like, oh, we're dropping gross stuff on you. And like, it won't actually interfere with. You're giving them too doing. much credit, Katie, way too much credit. <laughs> I just think they're lazy, Isaiah. That's what I'm thinking. And they're too lazy to like make it totally different. I think it's just going to be I, I don't like know. A uh, putting someone in a robot to walk around a house or talking Sorry, behind a memory yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think they put too much effort. They think like, ah, oh, glamour, fashion, money, and we're like, eh, we we don't really want this. Like the Nether Gorgon, like okay. Um, but sorry, I yeah. love Nether Gorgon. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love uh, the competition, but it was it, it was yeah. very corny. It was so <laughs> funny to me. It was, so, it was very camp. Yes, and I loved yeah. it. Um. It. My prediction is definitely going to be someone who needs it badly because honestly. There's no excuse to lose this competition unless you really don't want it. Like, it's going to show who's really, like, safe or who really wants it. I think yeah. Matt is going to be a sleeper here. I feel like mm. Matt is down bad right now. Uh, he was crying. He just lost both of his uh, his, his his crushes in the house, you know? Back-to-back <laughs> back weeks. Back-to-back, back, which is guy. tough, you know? So you don't got nobody right now. Um, so... I think Matt's probably going to hold on as long as possible. You know, I think... It's very weird that they're doing this challenge just early because, correct me if I'm wrong, did they do this as an HOH or a veto the first time they did this? It was an HOH. HOH. Okay. Week. And it was way later, right? Well, it was pre-jury because Kaser oh, went out okay. and Kaser's never been on jury. That's I don't know right. what week it was. The sixth HOH, I think. Yeah. This is very early to do a pressure cooker. Yeah, it, but... seems too, it feels too early to me personally. Maybe like another week or two. Let the house That's shake out scared, a little bit. Man. <laughs> because like they're not going to be able to do this in a small box. I like, I really feel like they're going to like, like mess this up badly. I don't know how, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be optimistic. Anyway. I, uh, I'm going to be so sad if it like is half-assed or it's just, I know. Yeah. Or they try like to speed through it, right? Like a wall comp yeah. or something where they're just like making it unbearable and everybody just lifts yeah. up their finger. Like we want the six, seven, eight, nine hour comp. Like we Fleet. want that. That's yeah. what we want. We've been begging they're so long. They're, they're going to be like, you're going to hold on a button while you're on moving planks. Ah. Yeah, I know. That's the twist. <laughs> is that they're, on the, they're on the wall. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So I guess um, we can just ask about talk about the last few of these people, a lot of these outliers. But um, the first main one is Corey. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Corey. I, I said this a, a couple pods ago, but. Corey is going to be a very dangerous player this season um, because he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sari, ah, she made a big mistake working with this guy. I think the nerd archetype is one of the most underrated archetypes in Big Brother. Um, and I just don't think that they understand what's about to come to them. Um, the alliance with America is, is pretty interesting. Um, I, I was always saying either Mimi or America would be a good pairing for him, but like I think America's perfect for him. Um, now that he's in with like Sari and 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 that co company, like uh, he's really infiltrated and he's going to be buying himself a couple weeks. I think he doesn't need to win anything anytime soon. Yeah, wait till jury, and then that's when you start winning comps. I, mean, I know he's his own player, but we've seen uh, Ian do that. Um, we've seen Steve do that. I'm not going to say Nicole to the same degree, but Nicole is definitely like relied on like her alliance members and win stuff later. What is Corey's path to the end right now? I, I know it's dumb early. We don't know what twists are coming, but like. 
who does he really need to lock stuff in with to make a good run for this guy? So like, like, how are you feeling, Katie? <sighs> it is early. I mean, to me, I think the Izzy and Suri pair is bound to explode at some point. Izzy is a lot, and I just feel like she's either going to end up getting on Suri's nerves, they're going to be going at each other, something's going to happen and that's going to blow up and it's not going to be a good situation. So I think Corey being in with both of them, but not like tying himself to them for the end game is probably really smart. I think mm -hmm. him with an America or a Mimi and just kind of continuing to play the middle and get information from both sides is a really good strategy. and. Mimi and America, I think, I mean, there was like some chatter about Mimi today. I think Sari was getting a little frustrated by her, but I do think that'll pass. And then, you know, they'll be able to kind of, you know, float into the background a little bit. And I think Corey sticking with them and just being a sounding board for Sari and Izzy and Hysam and all of these people that are just on like, you know, on 110% at all times, like that'll be really good for him because he's getting info. He doesn't have to do anything with it. Maybe he could win a veto at a certain point soon and like maybe not use it or help his allies out or something just to show that he can win a comp, but yeah. you know, not put himself at risk. I don't think he needs an HOH anytime soon. I don't know. I think he's in a really good spot. He's as the days go by, I just feel like his game is getting more and more solidified that he's going to make a run. How about you, Eva? I, Katie took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Corey does not need to win an HOH, but Corey could win a veto. And I think winning a veto will be very beneficial for him because it will show that he has some life in his game. Uh, people are aware that Corey is intelligent. And although that he has um, broken through, like Sari was like, had Corey on her radar in the beginning, but he's kind of gotten past that. Um, but it's not something that people are going to forget. If Corey starts doing visibly well and starts having like a, like a lot of visible power, I think that perception of him is going to come right back and he's going to be like, uh-oh, like Corey's going to be really dangerous. Uh, we can't have that. And I think that perception could arise if he wins an HOH, but winning a veto uh, in the, exactly like Katie said, not using it or use like if he wins a veto this week to backdoor Hysum, that's great because that's a plan that everyone has and he is just a cog helping to enact it. Um, I I really think that the best thing for him to do is just come across as I don't want to say one dimensional, mm -hmm. but the most dangerous thing for Corey is if it really appears that he has layers on top of layers on top of layers to his game. Like he needs to come across as I'm a great Alliance member to have. I can win a veto. Uh, I'm doing it for us. And that's that. So as long as Corey is not out in front anytime soon, I think he'll uh, be making it through the next bunch of weeks. Yeah, I, you know, I hate comparing him to uh, Ian and Steve. I, I know it's his <laughs> own thing, but it's crazy. But I think that pathway is literally what they do. If, if you're looking at like Steve, he did it to a, a, a crazy extreme, but like he sat in a room and just like mind his business for like the first half of the season, came out, joined a big alliance with the Scamper Squad and like just won stuff. Like that was him. Look at Ian. He was kind of like, you know, the team twist, that's a very specific thing, but um, he got like adopted by like Mike and Dan and Brittany. Like he, he made himself look like, hey, I'm this free agent. Everybody scooped me up. And then like they underestimated him. He went on a comp spree. I obviously don't know what uh, Corey's comp prowess is right now, but I feel like, I mean, especially if Felicia can win a comp, that's not even no shade, but if Felicia can win a comp, everybody can win a comp, okay? So I feel like definitely Lalo, honestly, and I'm never anti this, but cut a final two with someone or at least like a good alliance deal. I know that like him and America seem tight, but like really like invest some time into that, you know? And um, I, I think they should be fine. But only time will tell with them. Um, what is Blue going to do? Because Blue... I don't think Blue really has a direction. Blue and Jag are very uh, interesting, I guess you can say. Like, like, but specifically Blue, because we spoke about Jag a little bit. Blue obviously has, like, somewhat of a Fortmance with Jared. I don't really know what to call it. Um, it's something, but, like, neither one of them seem too locked in with each other. Uh, she seems to still be working with Jag, but, like, I don't know how secure that is. Does Blue even have a chance here? Like, I, I think she needs to win an HOH or something. Like, 
I don't really know where she goes here at this point. I, yeah, I don't know how locked in Blue is with Jared. This whole situation is like a little cringe. If you have seen any of it played on a the little. feeds, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's not even enjoyable to watch a little bit. But um, Jared needs to get it together. Clean that shit up, like Suri would say. Um, I think... What I would actually like to see from Blue, and maybe this is just like the chaos in me, is like I want to see her blow up what was going on last week and just like throw a match to the other side of the house to try and secure something for her and Jag because her and Jag are kind of out on their own. It seems like it's the two of them. They're not super self-aware with what's going on. I think they think they're in a better position than they actually are. If they are smart enough to go to Hysum, I think Hysum would fully jump ship and just be with them on their side of the house and be able to form something. And having Hysum is a huge asset because he's the only one that's really proven himself as a comp threat this season. So that's what I would like to see from them. I don't know. I don't feel like they are self-aware enough to realize the position that they're in in the house is the problem. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like she's moving blind at this point. Um, mm -hmm. do, do you agree with that, Ethan? Yeah, something needs to change in Blue's game in order to succeed. Um, and the big question is, is she going to realize that before it's too late? Because right now, uh, herself and Jag probably do think that they're in a better position than they actually are. And I don't know what catalyst is necessary for uh, Blue to kind of come to her senses and be like, oh, I need to make that move. Especially if... I mean, I don't know what's going on with this chair thing, like we've been saying, but if that at all is making her complacent where she's like, okay, even if this doesn't work out with Jack, like I can still go to Jared, unless that is actually becoming um, like a full-fledged showman, which I kind of hope it doesn't, uh, <laughs> or uh, like a, a solid game relationship. Like if that's not happening, she's going to be stranded on an island all by herself. Um, I, I don't know. Uh I would think that she's probably in a slightly better position than Jag just because she does have uh, slightly more connections outside of just the, the you know few people that they have left on their side. Uh, but something needs to change in order for her to uh, make a, a deep run in the game. I do think she said, and I don't know if this remains true or if this was even true in the moment, but she did say to Jag the other day that she wanted to get rid of Jared. So... I don't know. She said he's playing the same game as Cam, but like, you know, he, so he needs to go. So I don't know if that's huh. still, like I said, if it stands true or if it was even true in the moment, but they kind of have Jared clocked a little bit, I think. Um, mm. And Felicia, I think the one saving grace is that Miss Felicia said that she didn't want to put Blue up because she doesn't want the women to go out right now. So she could be a little in a little bit of a better position than Jag just because of that. But I think Jag thinks Jag is a little... I don't even really want to say Jag is a little smarter game wise because like I, I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is. Like sometimes he is, and sometimes he's, he's not. scrappy. If anything, he's scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, and I guess the last person because no shade, but like Bowie doesn't really have anything going on. Red doesn't really have anything going on. I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Um, I wanted to talk. Same with Matt. Shout out Matt though. I wanted to talk about Mimi because Twitter has been gassing Mimi up a lot, and you know. That's cool. You know, I like Mimi. I think she has a lot of potential. I got a lot of hate for something I said on this podcast. Uh -oh. So um, real quick, if, if you haven't already, I'll put it on the screen real quick. Uh, check out the Reality Kingdom. Me and Josie went on their podcast uh, a couple of days ago. We did player ratings for them, and it was pretty cool. I, I compare Mimi to a, a, a player from Survivor Ghost Island, you know, and her name is Laura. Oh, I saw this tweet. It, it, I, I mean, look, I... I just for anyone who hasn't seen it, I'll let you say something. For anyone who hasn't seen it, Laurel basically is a player who she paired up with this dynamic duo who ran the entire season. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. You got to go watch it. But she basically had the correct read in the confessional. Like every episode always said what she needs to do and just didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing a little bit of that from Mimi. It is very early. So I'm not saying that she's locked into this, but I'm seeing Mimi a lot getting these combos like fake agree with them even though she's like eh, i don't know but i'll do if you guys want to do it and then she complains in the in the storage room for like an hour or something you know and i'm all for game awareness but if you're not going to do anything with it it's not going to be good like like i think um tommy brocco was like a big 
person that did this. Like he always knew what was what the optimal move was, and he just like stayed so passive that he let his people go. And then when he was ready to make a move, he had like no numbers. You get what I'm saying? So I'm afraid Mimi is just like being a little too passive. Like I would like to see her try to take a little bit more control. I don't know. Ethan, how did you feel about that? Yeah, well, first off, uh now that you're kind of putting it all out there, I, I'm seeing the the connection between Laurel and Mimi a lot more. Yeah. Now you've said that. And um, it is only week two or yeah. week three now. Uh, and there is so much more game to be played. But you're totally right about uh, game awareness is great unless you're not doing anything with it. Because if you're not doing anything with it, it's wasted ammunition. Um, and we do see that a lot where like it is a rare trait to be able to like clock what is happening inside the house when you're inside the house. Um, and it, it's a tough position that Mimi's in right now, because I think that she doesn't have the most, like she doesn't have the, the most relationships out of anybody, yeah. but the people that she does have the relationships with right now are the best people for her game to be working with. Um, so I do think that it probably was beneficial for her this week to not give as much of a stink uh, about uh, like that initial vote flip that was going to happen. We saw her ranting about how like, oh no, this is like the worst thing ever. Don't <laughs> do this. Riley's going home one way or another. And then she's talking to them and it's like, oh yeah, like if, if that's what everyone's doing, like we can do it. I definitely don't think that that's bad for her right now. If we mm-hmm. get to the final six and she's doing the same thing, yeah. then it, we definitely need to start raising some <laughs> eyebrows. Um, but I, I guess it's just a matter of uh, if she will kind of grow into it. It's still early yeah. in the game. There is that. There's probably a level of, do I make the move? It's probably too early to be sticking my neck out that much right now. Um, but if she can grow into that uh, for week five or six, and it's like, okay, it was too early then not early now now is the time then she's going to be in a really good spot but it's just a matter of if she does or if she doesn't and also just to add on to that i need to see her try to cut a deal with someone or like really get close with somebody because i've been seeing her hold her cards to her chest pretty hard like these last two weeks um if they have alliance chats she's like oh we can't be seen together you guys talk i'll i'll come back later or something and it's starting to annoy people, specifically Sari. And, you know, if Heisem isn't a good example or the traders, you don't want to get on Sari's bad side. <laughs> like, she's not afraid to turn on anybody. Like, literally anyone can get it. I'm, I'm even adding Jared to that list. Like, anyone can get it, right? So, um, I just feel like, because, you know, people like Sari and, and the rest of them are giving her so much. She's not giving back, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think people are starting to feel iffy about it, you know? So... She got to just be a little bit more careful because let's say they the professor somehow get to that point. I could see her being like one of the first people cut. Like she's not deep into this alliance. She's like, if there was like layers, she's like on the outside layer more than anything, you know? So I just really want to see her kind of like use that knowledge and really uh, develop a close relationship with someone because I do think that there's a lot of potential in this player. I'm just not going to gas her up as much as some of y'all would be doing on social media. Um, But Katie, how do you feel? Well, I do think she... She's self-aware enough to know that about herself, right? I think she's self-aware yeah. enough to know that she's on the outside of the alliance, which is good news. A lot of people aren't that self-aware. And I do think she locked in at least something somewhat solid this week with America because America also feels like she's on the outside of the other side of the house. So if the two of them can actually get together and share information and use it to their advantage and maybe bring in a Corey, then I think they could be in a better position. Be but uh, And I think it's possible, but I do think... I don't know. The the paranoia is so real with Suri and Izzy that it just is a little bit scary. Even if you're in a good spot right now, give them a look that they don't like and they will flip the entire house upside down 17 different times in two days. So it's you can't really predict what they're going to do. I think this game is just way longer than Suri really expected it to be. And she's used to something much more fast paced. So she's letting the paranoia really, really get to her. And I think that could really be a negative for Mimi, even though I don't think she's really she's just sharing her opinion. I think she was right on the money last week or earlier this week with everything going on with the Riley flip. But I just feel like, uh, I don't know if, uh, 
I don't know how it's going to end up for her. She needs to ingrain herself a little bit more closely, I think. I'm just really, it's so funny when you said that, because I just thought about this, but looking at like uh, Sari and Izzy, I feel like I'm looking at Vanessa turn into like two players where mm. Izzy's like the paranoia and the crazy emotional side. And then Sari's like the strategy and the impulsiveness to like make a move. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, you do not want to mess with those two at this point because they will definitely get you out of here. Do like Sari is just not the one. To be- I don't think big brother fans who aren't familiar with Sari are just like really, understanding like she's heroic but she's really a villain in my opinion like i think Suri's like dead ass a villain she's so dangerous so um but yeah that that's all i really got to talk about um guys do we have anything else we want to chat about um i just want to give a shout out to poor matt i just feel so bad for the guy like he's he's really he's in the uh in the have not room crying he lost his two friends the comps are clearly just not built for him the show is and the editors and the feeds everything has just been a mess over the last week this pr article that came out was not a good Mm. look i just i just really feel for him and i just hope he gets a lot of support eventually when he gets out of the house i think he will he just seems like a really nice guy and i just i just feel for him so maybe the game's not for him but i don't know it's just a bummer to watch what he's going through in the house he's having a really tough time uh i was just gonna say like yeah and the only positive that I can think of to come out of just like everything that has happened with that is that it has put my mind at ease that Big Brother probably doesn't like rig when they put out competitions. Like I know that's like a thing where it's like, uh, example, like in Big Brother 13, there was uh, the Pandora's box twist. And basically they just gave Rachel a competition that she had already won in the prior season. <sighs> so it started this Rage. whole trend. <laughs> Of thinking where it's like, oh, are they purposely like waiting to yeah. see like who's playing before they put in certain comps? If they did that, there's no way that they would have used this veto comp oh, no. this week, this early on, especially when there's already chatter in the community um, due to like the uh, the technical error in the Max <clears throat> Week One uh, eviction vote. Yeah. Like, there's n- no way that they would have. Uh, put that in there unless everything really is planned uh you know months in advance i'm just like but i feel like that's almost like worse because it's like all right you know what comps you're doing right but you guys pass in a deaf person i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying that's the the crazy thing to me right it's like you the for the first time ever you introduce an audio-based veto comp like this and you cast the first ever deaf house guest. Like, wh- nice. w- let's think it through, Big Brother. Like, you guys have to have better planning than that. Like, yeah. someone needs to get their job reevaluated in their performance review or something whenever the next one is, because it's just such poor planning. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm sure I, I, not to, you know, be on CBS's back because I'm definitely not. Um, I just, I, I, I think that they do keep the cast pretty close to heart and there probably is some level of the production or the, uh, uh, like the set design and like the competition people not necessarily knowing ahead of time, uh, that, uh, there is going to be a, a deaf house guest, uh, in the house. Um, but one person, this could have been one email to one person, like they could have just said, Hey. You know, we may have a hard of hearing house guest this season. Yeah. Maybe let's not have a strictly audio based veto competition in week two. Yeah. Well, and at least, you know, like I think it was on the wherever the BB basement was. Like it's it wasn't in the backyard, right? So like when they yeah. saw I guess they can't change it the day of, but like the week of you realize what's going on, maybe like, okay, it's already built. Let's like leave it for next week and hope Matt doesn't get picked and just like do something else really quick in the backyard. I don't know. It just feels like there's got to be a plan B here somewhere, but they, you know, they moved fast on that article. They knew what was coming. They did. Also release the times you cowards release Matt's time. Yeah. What the heck time at least be transparent about it. Um, oh my god i say so you know, i say that yo. but then like imagine if it really was like it really probably bad. Like, that, mess, that, that would probably yeah. blow up way more and then we'd be like okay maybe tmz <laughs> yeah yeah 
they could at least say time out yeah. or something. We don't have to know exactly how long, but I mean, yeah. if they turn the feeds off for 18 hours just to let the house, I mean, the theory is to let the house guests just get it out of their system. Heisen was I saying, no way I that. could put yeah. Matt up as a replacement after what happened in the veto. Like, obviously, it was a controversy around it. I just feel like ugh, the way that yeah, was handled it, was pretty rough. It was, they've completely, it was a bad thing. And then they, instead of just trying to cover it, they've been trying to spin it like as positive as they can. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Look at all the stuff we did for Matt. Like, we're so great. Pat ourselves on the back for this one. Yeah. Right. Well, Matt, I want to say we're anything but silent here at Sound Podcast. So when your NDA <laughs> runs out, come on in. We'll ask you. We'll let you speak freely about your experience on Big Brother oh, 25. That's so good. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, that's today's show. This was a fun little uh, recap. Uh, real quick, anybody, thank, first of all, thank you for watching and hanging out with us. Um, if you are interested in following us further, please check out all of our silent podcasts platforms you can leave a like comment and subscribe we know we get a lot of replay people watching so make sure you comment um and if you're listening to this uh rate it five stars on our spotify or apple podcast but only five stars if it's not five to you then just don't rate it at all wait until you hear something that is five but um thank you so much uh ethan again for joining us here uh, hopefully we can see you again at some point this season but um i know we've been talking for sure about like getting you on here so uh where can people find you what you getting into yeah, so uh, for those that don't know who I am, I make YouTube videos. Uh, it is Ethanamail. The spelling is right there. Find me on Twitter as well. I am trying to do uh, a good job of balancing the videos that I make to not just be Big Brother 25 focused because there are so many uh, people in this community that are covering Big Brother 25 much better than I ever could. Uh, but I do try and make my videos tie into current events. Uh, for example, this upcoming Thursday, I will have a video come out of five cases of HOH-itis <laughs> because we just saw Hysom's HOH, which fits in pretty well with that theme. But yeah, check me out on YouTube if you want to. Uh, follow me on Twitter as well. And thank you for having me on. This was uh, a blast. I love talking about Big Brother. And this is a really cool uh, thing you got going on over here at Silent Podcast. Thanks thank for you. being here. Wait. Can't wait for that Devin Shepard gas. I love Devin Shepard. <laughs> Any opportunity I get Devin content, I, I'm, I'm hearing it now. Um, real quick, because like, we got a couple other comments. This is not a fake costume. This is the it's real not a one. Fake costume. This is Did officially fake. No, they thought. Listen, this costume is officially silent podcast territory. This is it. All right. This so, is it. We own history. This is Y'all the costume. Your other podcasts yeah. don't have it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Show me Katie. a podcast that has this costume. You can't, aside from this one. <laughs> Katie, thank uh, you again. Where can people find of you? Of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RealSlimKatie. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSlimKatie with an underscore at the end. I'm playing a couple of games there. I've been on a little bit of a short hiatus just because there's been so much podcasting happening over the last few weeks that, you know, can't do everything. Can't be everywhere, you know? Um, but you can find me here on Sound Podcast talking with the Bounce Checks crew every week. Uh, and as Isaiah said earlier, Josie and I have been trying to put out some feed bites content so we just give like pretty short they've been longer than we've expected because there's been a lot going on but we can try and keep them a little short um just quick updates on what's going on throughout the week and they've been super fun so check those out um they've been like once or twice a week so far throughout the season you can also hear me and josie talking about all things challenge usa uh on tj hates quitters and you can hear carrie and i covering all things bravo in the bravo universe on pod what happens live um and i did see actually one quick comment i wanted to quickly get you guys' thoughts on not to jump back into it but oh. joseph said the POV could potentially happen today because of Hillary. What do you guys think is going to happen? There's uh, a tropical storm slash hurricane, which is really unfounded to happen in LA that is headed for, toward the Big Brother house, supposed to make land tomorrow. How do you guys think that's going to affect the comp, if at all? I didn't. Think I didn't even think that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> did I. I saw the comment. I was like, oh, good point. Oh yeah. Well, we'll I wonder see. if they're like warning them about that. I even think. I don't know. Yeah. Like, do yeah. they know? Well, I wonder, is there like a lockdown protocol in place? And I would hope so. Like, I wonder if they do have like a backup veto. Like, yeah, I don't to know. Take place indoors. Yeah, it could so. be interesting. Let's see how they pick. Hide and go veto. It's time. Yeah. Um, mm, true. Um, okay. And and like usual, you can find me at Eight Ball Bangers on all social media platforms. Um, it's Big Brother season, so I'm just talking Big Brother. But um, 
join us on Monday because we'll have our interview with Kristen. Like I said, um, we're, we're going to have our Riley. interviews. Riley. <laughs> no Kirsten. We don't have any no Kirsten. Kirsten. We, yeah, no haven't Kirsten. heard anything on that yet. <laughs> but we're going to talk to Riley. And then every other Monday, uh, we'll be talking to everyone that is eliminated. So make sure you check us out every single week. Make sure you check out the Patreon. Um, and for those who are Survivor Philadelphia fans last season, we, we start filming in a couple of weeks. So the Survivor Philly 3 is coming soon. That's going to be very fun. But um, yes, until next week, have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye, bitches. <laughs> Quiet. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.